This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Hey friends, there is a lot going on in the world right now. And even with it being October and Halloween in this month, Friday the 13th in this month, days where anger and violence are invited and given permission to manifest, and it just in our own personal lives, fear often just wants to have its way, right? Fear wants to rise up and lead us. And today I just want to remind you of some scriptures of what the Lord says about that. The first one is Psalm 34, four to five. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Do you seek the Lord so that he can answer you and deliver you? First and foremost, when you have fear, do you seek the Lord? Because the Bible says that those who look to him are radiant. It's because the glory of God, the answer of God, the deliverance of God, it will shine the glory of God, the hope on you, and you are you will become radiant. Your faces shall never be ashamed. So I first remind you, go seek the Lord because he wants to answer you and deliver you from all your fear. Psalm 56, three to four says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Because man can kill the body, but man cannot take away the spirit within you that will live eternally with the spirit of God. Okay, that is eternal. Your body is fading. It returns to dust. But when you live from a perspective that your body is to be protected at all costs, that this life that we live, all of our material belongings, all of the things that we seek to rise up and self-protect and self-defend and self-provide for, when we live like that is the greatest and the spirit is the least, then we it's real easy to give in to fear because there, all of those things can and will be destroyed one day. They will go away. But when we operate from a place where the spirit within us leads our soul and our body, things that are in process, when the spirit itself is fully alive in him and the, the DNA of Jesus as it, it, it runs through us, courses through the veins of our spirit, and it impacts and affects our soul and our body. So when we remember to put our trust in God and praise him and trust like then we don't have to be afraid your spirit is not as afraid as your soul and if you live from your soul fear is actually a shadow that wants to protect you and keep you from all harm but your spirit as a believer has was fully redeemed at the time that you invited Jesus into your life and your spirit It doesn't have fear because it is Emmanuel, the the God with us, 
is manifest in the spirit that was born again and is fully alive in you. Now your soul is going to feel fear and your creator who gave you that soul knows that. Jesus knows that. But he is saying, when you rise up, when you are afraid and you put your trust in God, you praise the word of God, then your spirit, it's saying that when your soul is afraid, but you, with your will, you choose to trust and praise God, your spirit will rise up and it says, I will not be afraid for what can man do to me? Because your spirit knows fully well, man cannot destroy the spirit of God within you and your spirit that cannot be separated by anything from the love of God. Now, Psalm 46, one to three says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, earthquakes, anybody, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea and its waters roar and foam, hurricanes, anybody, (laughs) though the mountains tremble at its swelling. I'm sorry, but things are happening. I run a disaster relief organization and ministry around the world. Things are happening all of the time. Everybody's impacted. We have our own crisis in our own lives. Personally, we have our things that are happening in our our homes, our families, our neighborhoods, our work, our church. And then there's these greater crises that are happening around the world. But it says that no matter how big or how small, he is a very present help in the very trouble we're in because he's our refuge and our strength. So if your marriage is struggling, he is your refuge and your strength and a very present help in trouble. If you've been kidnapped, he is your refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. If you have lost absolutely everything and everyone, he is your refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. This crosses the board no matter how far the fear and the crisis and the pain goes. He is the refuge strength and very, very present help. He is tangible. If you go open yourself to see where he's at and what he's doing and hear what the spirit of God is saying. Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I, the Lord, your God, I hold your right hand. It's I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. He's beseeching you and saying, I will hold your hand. Will you let me? I'm telling you fear not because I'm your helper. He is the one who wants to be there for you in everything you're going through. Genesis 50, 21. So do not fear. Okay, moms and dads. He says, do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Okay, Can you just like let that seep into your heart right now? Wherever you feel fear about your children and their future, trust in him and lean into him, run into this refuge and strength that he is a very present help in the times of trouble in your children's lives, whether they are toddlers, whether they're teenagers, whether they are the adults and parents themselves, they are still your little one in your heart and He is telling you, I will provide for you and your little ones. So lean into that truth. In Deuteronomy 3.22, for he's telling you when you have an enemy and you do have an enemy seeking to devour, kill, and destroy you, like 
when you have an enemy, whether it's the devil himself or it's just people around you that don't seem to be for you, he says, you shall not fear them for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. Okay, you have a defender, a protector, you have a lawyer, you have a bodyguard. His name is Jesus. His name is Lord, okay? I want you to hold on to this. You don't have to do all of the fighting. You have a fighter by your side. Psalm 27, 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, and let's just even throw in around me, yet I will be confident. Let's have confidence in who we know him to be, the goodness of God and the heart of the Father, the love and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let's be confident in that, in the knowledge we have of what the word tells us and the confidence we have when we remember all of the things he's ever done. Let's not get sucked in to the circumstance of the army and the war that we are surrounded by. Let's remember what he's done and operate in confidence that comes from the clarity of what we've been witness to already. Let's get clarity and then let's get grateful and let's remember who he has and what he's done thus far so that we have confidence when we look around and we see an army against us. Isaiah 43, one says, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Yes, this is speaking to Israel, the chosen people of God. And yet as Gentiles, we've been grafted in. And so we can have this promise that God has redeemed us. He has called us and we are his. We belong to him and you can hold on to that. And for all of eternity, you are his and nothing can separate you from him. In Lamentations 357, it says, you came near when I called on you and you said, do not fear. Now, a lot of times I find that in the scripture, it it says it, well, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I read, do not fear, do not be afraid, fear not, all of these things. And I, I used to read them and perceive them as these big, dark, deep commands from like a guy who is really disappointed that fear would even possibly be part of my life. Like, oh, you stupid girl. <laughs> And don't fear. What are you doing? Why are you fearing? Honestly, I'm not sure who taught me that. I don't, I don't think anybody ever told me it had to be that way. But it had, I've, it's come to my attention that it has become part of my interpretation. In fact, in Lamentations 3, do not fear has an exclamation mark at the end of it. And it's almost like I read it like it's all in caps, you know, like, like uh, the word is yelling at me because there's exclamation marks. And even though it's not all capitalized, I read it like it is. You know, when you read a text message from somebody and it's in all caps, you kind of read it like your interpretation is they're yelling at you. Well, I'm realizing this. And as I, as I have come to understand that I have thought that these, these things that say fear not, don't fear, they're actually, they're, they're, their truths and their invitations, their encouragements 
They're not demanding mean statements that are meant to shame me. You know why? I can tell you it's definitely this way because God's not like that. God doesn't exist to shame me. And the word does not shame me. The the word might convict me. It does convict me, but it does not condemn me. It doesn't shame me. And conviction is meant to be part of the discipline that draws me unto the Lord and removes anything that hinders the love of God in my life. And it draws me nearer to him. But condemnation is not a part of God's plan. It's not how Jesus and the Holy Spirit speaks to us. It is part of the enemy's plan. And I realized that I have to read these and actually my interpreter is broken. And I've been reading the word for a very long time as though I was being yelled at. Kind of like when uh, Jesus said to Peter, oh, you, you know, or all the disciples, oh, you of little faith, or like, where is your faith? And the, the concept when we're dealing with people is that we're being condemned or we're being shamed because we aren't enough. You know what? That's just not the Jesus I know. He does not talk to me like that. And so something in my interpretation, my interpreter, it's broken. And it's my work to bring that to him and let him heal it and turn it inside out and clean it up and, you know, wash the filter that I've been interpreting and perceiving through. So when he says in Lamentations, you came near to me when I called on you, it's, he's, the writer is calling out and he says, God came near when I called out and he told me, don't fear. You don't have to fear. So here's what I want to remind you. Call out to God and seek him and hear him. Remember what he's done. And remember, he is far greater than any enemy, any pain, any trial circumstance or suffering in your life. And remember this, especially on a day like today, the kingdom of God is at hand and the day of the Lord is greater than any day proclaimed by the enemy. He is everlasting. You are his creation, his son and his daughter. And so when fear wants to overtake you, Run into him and dive into the word. Pray, pray in the spirit. Keep yourself locked on him. Give him, you know, dove's eyes. Have dove's eyes locked on the one that you most love. The, the, the savior, the redeemer, the one who is ultimately in control. The enemy actually has no control. He has reign right now. He will not always have rain. He will not always be able to operate in the limited scope of authority that he has. He doesn't really have true authority. Even he is in line with this magnificent, romantic love story of a relationship that God has written. From the beginning of our time, God has put something into place. It's a magnificent story. It is not over with. But I will tell you the truth here is that victory is already proclaimed and that the kingdom of the Lord is already at hand. And today is not a day of anger. Today is still a day of redemption, mercy, grace, love, and hope above all other things. No other thing of the enemy can win or supersede 
what God has already set in place that is literally a spiritual law. The enemy cannot move God. He does not move God. He didn't trick God. He doesn't know more. He didn't get away with something. He didn't slip under, you know, all of these things. They are in process for a reason. We will not always understand them. I guarantee we will not understand all of the reasons why we are where we are going through what we're going through. But I can tell you that your spirit within you knows the truth and you need to tap into that and let your spirit rise up and lead you. When our soul, when our thoughts, our belief systems, our ego, our will, our emotions, when those things are leading us, we don't get the results ultimately that we really, really want. So what your spirit is leaning towards is leading you because the spirit of God within you is giving you direction. And I encourage you to lean into that because that's a place where fear is not going to be victorious in your life. There are other things you can focus on and it comes down to you leading yourself well and being someone who invites your spirit to rise up and lead your soul in your body, but also you managing your thought life. Nobody else can do it for you. And part of managing your thought life is dwelling in the word and remembering what he has said and remembering what he has done for you, in you, through you. And I encourage you to write it down and keep a journal either in paper or even on your computer or your phone. Have a journal of the promises, the prophetic words, and the things that God has done, the accomplishments and things that have happened in your life where he has done what he has said he would do, or he delivered you out of nowhere. Those things need to be written down and reflected upon and remembered and spoken out loud and given to your children and passed on, and it will change the atmosphere, and it will bring an atmosphere of worship, praise, and truth into your life versus when you just let the circumstances lead you and your thoughts and your emotions lead you, your actions, your urges, your buffering, all of the things lead you, then what you're going to feel is not going to be inspired and hopeful. It's not going to make you feel empowered, truly. It's going to lead to depression, anxiety, and hopelessness and powerlessness. And I I am telling you right now, Run into the word and let the Lord God be your refuge, your strength, and a very present help in times of trouble. Let him become tangible to you. Invite him very, very simply to do that. Just today, right now, you can say, Lord, become very tangible to me in these circumstances and help my eyes be set on you and the truth in Jesus' name. All right, friends, bless you. We'll talk to you next week. And I'm praying for health blessing and protection over every one of you that you would also have dreams and visions of what God is calling to you, calling you to in um, these days, in this time, for such a time as this. You're right where you're, you're supposed to be, okay? Have a wonderful week and remember that God is with you and for you and nothing, no great enemy, no deep, deep pain, no darkest hour can separate you from the love of God. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, 
grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.